Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. What's up, everybody? This is Nick. You can find us at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook, hypercleanstore.com to check out some products. We had a big loss this week. I'm sure most of you have seen the news. I'm sure most of you have read a lot about it or seen a lot about it. We lost Ken Block, uh, probably the most important car figure of my adult life, for sure, for a variety of reasons, going back to that Jim Connor one, that first video he did, uh, all of the different things that he brought to the table. But I'm, I'm going to talk about some stuff with the car culture and why he was important and some things uh, that, that we can discuss today uh, to, to kind of further the conversation. Number one, what most people don't realize is car, car culture and especially aftermarket car culture is under attack from the EPA, from local landlords at Cars and Coffee to all of these different places. And, and, and Ken was a respected face in the social media age that basically, you know, came of age in social media, right? Like he used social media better than anybody in the car world has ever done it with Jim Gymkhana uh, now into the Hoonigans and things like that. I think he's one of those guys that it can't be overstated how big of a loss this was to the car world. We obviously know he's got a young family that has this tragedy in and of itself. I don't want to discuss that here. That's, that's obviously been, been said and, and our thoughts are with them, but let's talk about the impact on the car culture. You know, one of the things that you need when you're trying to be successful in fighting against something like the EPA, something like, you know, local cars and coffees getting shut down, those types of things is you need a rallying point. And that's really who he was, you know, whether he was a, he was obviously a very quiet guy, but he was an advocate for the car world and especially the aftermarket car world. And when you lose those types of voices, one of the things that ends up happening is they're never replaced. And so let's talk about what I mean. You know, I hear a lot of people call themselves car guys, car gals, whatever. They're usually more brand people. They're loyal to a certain brand, Porsche, BMW, Lexus, whatever. Uh, here you had a guy who founds DC Shoes. They sell it for like 80 or $90 million. And he has this whole second life. You know, he doesn't really even start driving competitively till I think he's what, 35 years old, makes it to the highest circuits, which is unheard of. Most of those people start when they're six and seven years old. And now you take this business acumen that he had and you attach it to the internet, and you attach it to these big ideas. There had never been anything on the internet like Jim Connor that, that didn't exist. That was a watershed moment for the aftermarket and the car community. It just never existed. And then ever since then, he's raised the bar. I think it's what you're, you're talking about 14 years that he's continued to raise the bar. You put that with the Hoonigans founding and all of this other stuff. And here he is, is this powerful guy. And, you know, one thing we need to talk about is, is cars being under attack. You know, look, for those of you that are manual transmission people, uh, like I am myself, that's been under attack for a very long time because people simply don't buy them. It isn't the manufacturer's fault. They can't sell them. The next part of it is now you have in, uh, combustible engines under attack, but we can take it even to the local level. You have the EPA basically trying to come down on aftermarket tuning of cars. You have California 
where everything starts and then spreads across the country when it comes to regulation, just so everybody's clear on that. Uh, you know, they're having trouble with even a, a Hyundai Veloster N getting uh, ticketed that's a 2021-2022 model. You know, you got this stuff really changing rapidly. And so for those of us that are real car enthusiasts, that are real car people, you know, you look to guys like Ken Block as, hey, man, if things get hairy, this guy will speak up. And why is that important? Number one, he has the money. Number two, he has the respect. And number three, he's tied in with car manufacturers. And so you look at the car culture, and I mean this when I say it, it being under attack, you know, here locally in Vegas, you know, cars and coffees get shut down all the time, although we have two or three really big ones that, that go on, you know, every week that, that they do a nice job. But a lot of the stuff is is coming under fire. There's a real famous one out in Malibu, which I attended a few times. It wasn't, it was an, it wasn't a, a formal gathering at a place called Bill's, which was a great restaurant. And, you know, it's a great drive. You're going up to PCH and you got all this other stuff. And so what happens? These weren't import type of cars. These were the wealthiest in Southern California went to this and landlords stepped in, made it hard to, to operate. And all of a sudden now Bill's, which was an institution in Malibu, is gone. Uh, and it's gone because car culture was under attack by local government and, and the landlord as well. And so when you look at the beacon of hope, a guy like he, like Ken Block was because he was a unifier of the corporate world with the, with the, with the underground culture of, of cars, I think it's a bigger loss than anybody realizes, you know, Jay Leno's not that guy. He's an ultimate car guy, but he's not going to go to bat uh, for all of us that are, you know, in our thirties and forties and twenties and 18 years old and just getting started in the culture. He's, he's very much secluded and, and involved with, with that kind of stuff, but he's a guy that I admire. This was a guy specifically born out of the underworld of cars and born this whole movement of, of, of Jim Connor and Hoonigans and he's gone. And, and it, it, when I started getting text messages, it was kind of unbelievable and it still is kind of unbelievable to me. And so I don't want to harp too long on that, but I want to finish today's episode with a business thought we can learn from Ken block. So I never had direct connection with Ken, but I, I had uh, several companies, owners that I know that, that were involved with him uh, for a lot of years. I also read a lot of tributes to him from these companies, different comp smaller companies that it got me to thinking about something. And so I know the beginning part, if you're, if you're a detailer and you're not really a huge car person, maybe that beginning part's not for you, but this is where it comes in for me. When tragedy like this happens, you want to try to learn something from that person's life or, you know, that person's situation. And here's a guy that had a net worth somewhere around $200 million. He was really successful in business. And when you start to see the tributes from companies that partnered with him, and then some things that I have some relationships with some smaller companies with their owners, it, it brought a good... I think thing to talk about to, to start 2023. The journey you have with one another, the journey you have with your team, if you're an owner, the journey you have, if you're just starting your career uh, the, with vendors, that's the stuff you're going to remember. Those are the memories that you remember, the times you were struggling together, the times that you had something break on you, the times that something wasn't perfect, 
that's the stuff you end up remembering. So you got all these people writing these things about Ken Block, and now it gets to, you know, these five to 10, 15, 20 small companies that, that, that Ken Block was responsible for help, for helping. Now, he wasn't trying to help them. He just believed in what they did. And there's a, there's a specific wheel company that Ken Block believed in from the get-go. He didn't have to do business with these people, but he liked what they were doing. He, he believed in what they were doing. The, this wheel company was very young. They were going to make mistakes. He knew that. He stuck with them. And he got offered millions of dollars to change to a different wheel company, and he never did. And now sitting at the point in my career and reading these tributes and getting some text messages and some phone calls, I want to kind of talk about this in in business as a business sense. Ken Block didn't need any more money, but many people in his position take every dollar they can get. What I think made, made Ken special is Ken realized, Hey man, I like what that company's doing. I want to do business with them. He didn't ask them for tons of money. He didn't ask, he didn't ask for anything. He just liked what they're doing. So, you know, look, if you like what we're doing at HyperClean or you like this company over here or you like this company over there and you like the owners of, you know, said company of any type of product you buy, the whole thing is to get in business with those people, stay in business with those people for a very long time as they try to build their business and you try to build your business. And the stories you'll have at the end are the whole thing. That's better than any amount of money you're going to get, because if you're destined to be successful, you're going to get the money. Now, I didn't have this mindset 10 years ago, nothing close to it. I, I, I selfishly thought everything was about the money. Now, with HyperClean, I'll share you my, my perspective that I think Ken Block operated with instinctually, but I had to learn. The coolest thing about being involved with HyperClean isn't the money, it isn't the products, it isn't any of that. It's the fact that I'm in business with all of you and I get text messages and DMs and comments in a specialist group and you share what you're going through and, hey, man, this is what I'm doing with this. And, and, and that's the part that matters. So when you see the outpouring of all the companies that did business with him, it wasn't just a bunch of fluff like normal, you know, hey, you know, corporate speak. You had a bunch of small time business owners talking about his impact and his belief, and him just doing business with them because he liked what they were doing. And he stuck with them even when mistakes were made. And he didn't just run to get every dollar. And I say this a lot on this podcast. Hey, man, you want to go find a $5 wheel cleaner at your local parts store, or you want to get on Amazon and get the cheapest shit you can find, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. But you're missing out on the most fun. The most fun in business is is remembering back with all of you Hey, do you remember when we had those crappy sprayers at HyperClean? We fixed it, guys. I mean, now it's fun to laugh at that. It wasn't fun in the moment, but now that's the most fun thing that we can talk about. Like, dude, those were terrible. Hey, do you remember when you had this label problem? Hey, man, do you remember when you had this happen to a chemical? Hey, man, do you remember what happened in Jimmy's business over here? Ha, ha, ha. When you get down at the end of it and you're having steaks and drinks, you're not sitting there talking about all the money you made. You're talking about the relationships. I think it's a big thing missing in our business. And I've, I've said that from the get-go. Why? Because the internet's leading you to believe everyone's out doing something. Right. Guys, if you're a part of HyperClean, the most fun thing to me is the fact I get to talk to all of you. 
that I get to see your success, that we get to battle through failures, that we get to make right mistakes we've made. The relationship part of it is is what everyone's going to miss about Ken Block because Ken wasn't trying to milk every dollar. Ken wasn't trying to save $3 on a wheel cleaner. He wasn't that guy. And that led to a $200 million net worth. There's a lot of you that are never going to listen to that advice. There's a lot of you that are going to continue to do business with people that you don't vet, that you don't understand what their real story is. And you're going to keep going down a road thinking, hey, man, I'm partnered with all these great people. But you aren't. Because when you're partnered with great people, you can point to successes pretty quickly. And they're not always about money. It's, hey, man, this guy picked up my phone call. Hey, man, this guy helped me out of a situation. But the greatest thing that I have in the last two-plus years of doing this with Marty is the relationships with all of you. The money's going to come. The success is going to come. Ken Block is beloved because when companies didn't have anything and he just liked what they were doing, he brought them on board. He didn't run and go find the biggest paycheck all the time. Now I get it. He was sponsored by Ford and all this other stuff. But look at all the names that he's associated with and how small those companies are when he started a relationship. And those people feel genuine loss, not because they've lost somebody spending money with them or promoting them, but because this guy developed a real relationship with them. So again, keep going and buying cheap shit and whatever. That stuff's not fun. The most fun that, that guys are missing out on now is going through the, the successes and failures with specific vendors and companies and customers and team members. That is the most fun you're ever going to have. Can sound corny, but the outpouring, if you really look deep into it, wasn't because of just Jim Connor and what he meant to the culture. It's because of how he did business how he didn't look for the biggest paycheck. He looked for the right people to be in business with. And that's what I strive to be every day at HyperClean. I'm not saying I succeed every day, but I want you guys to want to be in business with us. And understand that on the other side, I'm like, damn, that's cool that so-and-so just placed an order. Man, that guy's placing more and more orders. Let me call him and talk to him. Let me text him. Let me DM him. That's the shit that's going to matter, man. It's the memories. It's not the money. And we lost probably the best example of that in car in the car world with Ken Block this week. Thanks for the information, Ken. Thanks for everything you've done. And uh, I remember Jim Connor won, and it changed a lot of things for me. It uh, it changed car content forever. Basically, the whole YouTube experience today in car content is on the back of somebody like him. And, uh, what a tough loss. They always go too young, man. And, uh, hopefully, uh, I can learn something from his business and the way he did things and, and make my business a little bit better. And hopefully you can do the same and hope I did a good job explaining it. Uh, what I was thinking this week, guys, we'll catch you next week. Glad to be back. Let's go kill it in 2023.